Well, we have a treat. It's been two months since we talked to our, our next guest, Benjamin Weingarten. I call him Ben because we're friends. We worked together at The Blaze years ago. And uh, Ben is a, a great mind when it comes to analyzing what's going on in the politics. He also wrote a book that we were talking about two months ago, um, American Ingrate. It's about Ilhan Omar and the progressives pushing their massive Islamic agenda on us. Uh, I, it's on my bookshelf right here. That's how I remembered it. It rolls off the tongue very easily, Ben. Uh, welcome back, my friend. Mike, it's always a pleasure to be with you, and thanks so much for having me. You're, you had to be here uh, as we are in the throes of a, um, it's almost whack-a-mole. I keep looking at what's going on with the Flynn case, and uh, every time you whack one of these moles back down into the hole, another one pops up, and there's Comey, and there's Obama, and there's Clapper, and there, all this stuff is going on. What, what do you make of where this is going? I keep hearing Shannon Bream, who is the least exaggerative person in the news sphere, Shannon Bream keeps saying bombshells coming, bigger bombshells coming next week. Are you feeling the same thing? Well, let me say this. It was leaked to one of the swampiest of swamp reporters who has been a central player in the sort of deep state media collusion that's underpinned Russiagate slash Spygate and the rest of these basically hoaxes that we've been witnessing over the last three plus years. And that was Obama leaking an address to a bunch of prominent Democrats to Michael Isakoff, reporter. And he, Obama said, in his words, that the DOJ's effort to dismiss, motion to dismiss the general Michael Flynn case puts the rule of law at risk. Not only is that the height of projection for a president who put the rule of law at risk, every single day while he was in office and self-evidently put the rule of law at risk with respect to the attempt to destroy General Flynn as the first domino to fall in the attempt to take down this presidency. The reality is this. Had the DOJ not dismissed, sought to dismiss the case of General Flynn, the rule of law would have been out the window, period, full stop. And I think that Obama said that is very telling. I think it indicates panic, quite frankly on their side. And I'm not one to be prone to exaggerate what's occurring. I've basically said I, I hope for the best and expect the worst with respect to the bar Durham investigation of the investigators that's ongoing. But we can now point to a concrete piece of evidence that justice really is being done in the sense that the DOJ moved to dismiss the Flynn case, which is one of the gravest injustices in modern political history and maybe in the history of the country, quite frankly. Wow. Wow. In the history of the country. I, I mentioned to you before we went on air that uh, Mark Levin referred to this entire scandal as Obama's blue dress. Accurate? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's been the forgotten man in all this. But look, all of these people were his administration officials and then his holdovers after he left office. Uh, the, the, the fact of the matter is... It's really important. Uh, let me just say one of the things that's really important. There are two points critical about the Flynn dismissal in particular. One, this is about the rule of law. This is about proving that there is not a double standard justice system. A couple of years back, I wrote about the fact that while Clapper had clearly committed perjury with the case of Flynn, it was not at all clear that he had delivered any false statement to an FBI agent. And it's still not clear to this day because the FBI agents themselves said they didn't think he was being deceptive or telling lies. 
So the, the, the first thing is this is about actually restoring the rule of law. But the second point that's so imperative is why the motive for why Flynn had to be the one that they went after first. And as I suggest in a recent article in Newsweek out yesterday, the real reason is this. It wasn't just that Flynn chanted lock her up during 2016. It wasn't just that he blew up the Obama administration's phony narratives about al-Qaeda being on the run and ISIS being the JV team when he was the head of the defense intelligence agency, which got Michael Flynn axed during the Obama administration. It wasn't even that he backed Donald Trump. What really threatened the deep state and the reason the deep state had to go after Flynn first and the reason, by the way, Obama, the only person Obama warned Trump about in terms of personnel was Flynn is because Flynn was planning to do a full review and reorganization of the entire intelligence community and probably the rest of the national security apparatus as well. And number two, because he would have known where all the bodies were buried and he would have seen the sort of machinations that all of these Obama officials were up to in plotting this coup attempt, he threatened to tumble their whole house of cards before it could even get off the ground. And that was why Flynn had to be the first domino to fall and why it's so critical that as best can be had, that he's able to have his name restored and be fully exonerated. You know, a judge in this case, Judge Emmett Sullivan, essentially called Flynn a traitor, not knowing in open court, not knowing that he botched the general facts of the Flynn case to get to that point. That will never be taken back. This is a 33-year patriot who hunted down our worst enemies. And the fact that this happened to him by fellow Americans, this attack on him, is an utter travesty. And that's why what the DOJ did was so critical. This is Ben Weingarten. You can find what he has written in uh, Newsweek if you go and do the search on it. I'll tweet out links to the article as well. Uh, ben looks at this from a, a less personal standpoint than I do. I take this uh, from the point of my gut on a lot of this. And you pointed out something really critical here, that the House of Cards was about to come down for the upper tier of the deep state, that seventh floor at uh, the FBI where the where the insiders were working, the guys that were pulling the strings. I do tend to lean on the Obama personal vendetta thing because I do think Barack Obama was a very vindictive president and and maybe people say the same about Donald Trump I don't think Donald Trump forgets an insult and while he might be quick to do it publicly I think Obama was a, a worse case guy because he would do it sneakily and get retribution against you and I do think Barack Obama targeted Flynn for Flynn calling him out over the uh, the JV team thing with Al Qaeda and how uh, ISIS was was seen as a couple of guys with pickup trucks in uh, Afghanistan and and so that Flynn was a threat to Obama's mojo and Obama had to take him out and so I lean on the personal thing I think you're right with the mechanism he used with the uh, the deep state and those leaders. And I do also think that there's some culpability here for Biden. Are we going to hear more about that meeting in the Oval Office and with Biden there and knowing what was going on? Or is he going to say, I, I forgot about it? <laughs> well, he might have really forgotten about it for, for all we know. <laughs> but, uh, you, you know, what I would say is the simple fact that Susan Rice in the waning hours 
of the Obama White House wrote that infamous email where she said that the president told her and the other staffers in the room that everything needed to be done by the book. I think that speaks volumes. And the silence on what was meant by that is, quite frankly, deafening. There is no way that Joe Biden would not have been aware, at least generally speaking, of what was transpiring. And this is real. You know, I've thought about this in terms of historical context. And when you think about the notion of a peaceful transfer of power, which is one of the most essential things in our Republican constitutional Republican system of government. In my view, we did not truly have a peaceful transfer of power in the American sense. And Joe Biden had to have been a central player in that because it was he was the number two guy in the administration that created all of these landmines and sought to destroy the Trump presidency even before it started. You know, the worst thing you could say when you compare the transition from uh, Bill Clinton to George Bush and the transition from Obama to Trump, the worst thing you can say about the the Clinton people was they took all the W's off all the keyboards and they they kind of messed up the offices. In this case, it appears that the Obama insiders were planting uh, the equivalent of landmines everywhere to try and take down this administration and doing it by going after the biggest fish possible. And that was General Flynn, because he would have he would have wreaked havoc, as you're saying, on the rest of it. Uh, our friend is Benjamin Weingarten. I call him Ben. And uh, the, the people that read his stuff are probably going to start calling you Benny the Hammer now, Ben, because you're, you're, you're dropping hammers of knowledge here on the heads of these people. Your article, the Newsweek article, is the one we should go to first, or where should we go to get more? Yeah, sure. The, the Newsweek article is titled, Michael Flynn Exoneration Will Turn an American Tragedy into a Triumph. And you can find that in all my work on my Twitter feed at BH Weingarten or by subscribing to my newsletter at bit.ly slash BHW News. And I appreciate you mentioning before my book, American Ingrate, which I do think explains a lot of what we're witnessing in terms of just the radically leftward trajectory of a Democratic Party that, just like Barack Obama, is playing for keeps. They want to destroy us. That's the bottom line. It's political warfare hand-to-hand combat that we're engaged in. And thankfully, there are at least a few people on the Republican side who have finally started to wake up and realize it. Thank you so much, Ben. Keep the fires burning. We appreciate you. Thank you, Mike.